Thank you, Mr. B. I don't know how to thank you. You can thank me by not getting caught. Have a good day and a better one tomorrow, good buddy. Hey, Bandit, this is Little Beaver. Put your foot on the floor, we got your back door. And I'm cleared. That's a 10-4. No, man, you got your ears on, son. You got it, you lucky devil. You're about to come up on a convoy. Just keep the rubber band stretched real tight. 10-4, 10-4, I'm bringing it, son, I'm bringing it. I'm clear. Episode 164 of the Cult of Matt and Mark Cult Film Review Podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm Mark. And make sure to head over to the Facebook and like us at the Cult of Matt and Mark or hit our blog at cultfilmreview.blogspot.com or send us an email at cultfilmreview at gmail.com. And show news. Get some show news, I guess. It's been, uh, what, about two and a half, three weeks? Yeah, and, get back uh, to work. What the fuck are you doing, man? I don't know, man. Having kids, apparently. <laughs> uh, procreating, uh, giving life to the universe, uh, whatever. All that good stuff. So, yeah, it's uh, it's all good. Uh, yeah, we got another one in the house. So, uh, I don't know. You know, lots of uh, uh, Xanax, and uh, I was good to go on mm-hmm. the delivery date. And uh, Time to all, get a bigger uh, house. I don't know, man. Not in this economy. <laughs> It's uh, it's gonna be tense in the front yard. Not in this economy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put portables in the front yard. Dig down, make a warren underneath your house. (laughs) A dungeon, exactly. No, because if I start doing something like that, I'll like hit my sewer line and fuck it all up, and it'll be like a giant repair. That's why you dig it under your neighbor's house. You cut their sewer line. That's a good idea. Yeah, not bad. So uh, anyway, but uh, yeah, that's me, Uh, and. we did. Uh, did I? Did you read the email I sent you? A uh, uh, fan of the show, uh, friend Ryan down in New Zealand. Wow, oh, I think uh, I briefly read it. Was like a, he was a physician or something. He was a. I think he was a psychology lecturer, and mm. uh, he was um, adding some context to our uh, uh, Clockwork Orange review about uh, behaviorism versus cognitive. Crap! I already forgot. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's a there, there's a whole backstory to the Burgess uh, novel and his view about behavior oh, modification that's and all right, that good that's stuff. Right. Well, we were really talking out of our asses, so uh, we were. But I, uh, I, I think uh, in a thought provoking way that didn't make us seem like total idiots, which uh, I found a little bit uh, encouraging. You know, so that somebody who actually lectures on the topic. Uh, you know, didn't didn't call us out as a bunch of morons. So. <laughs> well, they missed a great opportunity to do that. I know it's so easy to do. Uh, anyway, how about yourself, Mister Hudson? Anything going on? Oof, not those? not really. You know, just you know, normal staying busy sort of bullshit. Did you, know you pass your finals? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I got I got, I got my A. Moved on. I'm glad to hear that. So, how many, how much more uh, school do you have left there? Well, I'm taking another class this summer. Remember how I oh, complained Jesus. about I didn't remember any of my trigonometry? Yeah. Well, yeah. basically, I'm going back and taking like basically a class that covers trigonometry, like five credits oh, of trigonometry. I could I could get you down here, and in an hour, I could beat trigonometry into your head, mm, so you'd never have to go back to it. I don't. I don't. I don't I really, I don't think you could do that yeah, in man. an hour. 
Oh yeah, Euler, Euler's equation. It's all you ever need. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're just gonna, all one you hour, ever we're just need. Gonna, we're just gonna we're just take the Pythagorean theorem and derive all. No, the fuck that, from. man. E to the i theta equals cosine theta plus i sine theta. Mm. You're done. That's all the trigonometry. Well, I need. don't understand that at all. That, you will after I beat it into your head for an hour. <laughs> after you just smack me around the head. <laughs> you're you're going to so, you're be so retarded. All you're going to know is trigonometry. <laughs> I'm going to get an old uh, weight bench and, and re-rig it for a waterboarding table, and I'm just going <laughs> to fucking waterboard Euler's <laughs> equation into your head. So what, what is Euler's equation again? I just told you. What can you tell me again? It's, yeah, well, Google it. It's E-U-L-E-R-S. You, you know, equation. what is the equation? There were some th- thetas and sines and stuff. Just say it that's one more right. time. Well, that's trigonometry for you, right? <laughs> thetas and sines and, uh-huh. you know, cosines and tangents and secants and cosecants. And, oh, uh, oh yeah, I shit. barely remember the secant business. It's just hmm. one over, like, cosine or some shit, so... It's all. It's all. Yeah, you don't need to. You don't need to know like the the lexicon. You just need to know Euler's equation. Mm. Get you through the night. But you're gonna take a whole class in trig, huh? Yeah. Well, I'll see. Uh, see if they mention Euler's equation. It'll be funny if we go through the whole five credit quarter of that, and it's accelerated like in seven weeks. So it's oh, sort of Jesus. hot and heavy. We'll see. We'll see if I hit it at, at all. Why don't you just raise your hand and say, "Can you teach us Euler's equation?" Because I heard that'll it's it's online. So I'll raise my hand, but nobody's going to answer me. <laughs> you'll sit there. You'll sit there like drunk one night at two in the morning. I'll be sitting there like the when I was sitting in the hospital cafeteria after work, working through my homework today. And I'll raise my <laughs> hand, and and then like a bunch of like uh, underpaid, you know, a bunch of nurses and stuff will stare at me. What the fuck's that guy going on? Uh, the guy's is on some bad meds. That fucker <laughs> over there. Steer clear. Uh, well, what do you have to know trigonometry for to be? Oh, you're going. You're not. You're I, not. You're, you're going into. Uh, you're not going into uh, to be an RN. You're going to be a uh, nuclear medicine tech, right? Well, I don't Is know. The, Maybe, but no. I was thinking about going back and retaking a physics class or two. So I thought I should try to remember at least some <laughs> some basic Trig's mathematics. Good. Yeah, no, because yeah. I remember I was always confused when the trig got in the physics. I sort of half-assed my way through that, if I recall really? correctly. Okay. All I don't right. think I ever had well, a good fundamental understanding of it. Uh, you know, at my level, there's various topics that I have a piss-poor fundamental understanding of. And uh, so much so that uh, I'm old enough that when somebody mentions a concept, at least in my job, I just, I just, I like just interrupt them and I go, what does that mean again? What the hell's a determinant supposed to be doing for you? I, I just don't care. I don't care. I don't. I care about airs or ego anymore. I'm looking like an <laughs> idiot. I'm just tired of not knowing stuff that so, people bat around all the time. So I just say, what, you, you, what, just, you just rip a big fart and you go, what the fuck are you talking about, man? <laughs> that's right. yeah, that's like, it's like, what the fuck are eigenvectors really used for? Stop. Stop. Tell me what an eye was like. Well, then I, I don't care anymore. I, 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 whatever ego I had about that shit, I just I, I stopped. So, you know, it's 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 helped me, I guess. Mm. Made me look like an asshole and an idiot. But at least I understand some stuff now. So. Yeah, and math is sort of relaxing. It's just sort of thought problems, you know, just sort of like trying to put pieces well, together and think your way through it. It's sort of fun, I yeah, guess, in that sense. Yeah, my problem with it is is that it, it nobody ever gives you any sort of intuitive context. They just say, here's how you solve Fourier transforms until you're blue in the face. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. It's like, but wh- wh- what the fuck is this? Where does it come from? Why are we I, using I don't know, man. The new math has made its way into the community colleges. It's all visual, oh, man. Jesus we're Christ, doing vi- We're man. visual. I'm like counting sticks. 
Like how many <laughs> sticks are on on you know how many sticks are on the secant? Well, the secant's four point five pi uh, oh, sticks I've, long. I've heard about that conceptual math. All the kids are turning into retards when they show up at college. I guess it's bad shit. <laughs> no, I'm just, I, I, I I mean, but it, I mean, I'm just I'm keeping it visual, but not with sticks or whatever the hell natural counting they use now. Is there a trigonometry and pornography integrated online class that, <laughs> that you could possibly exploit? For uh, I, I'm, try, I'm trying to find the connection between trig and... Uh, I, I mean, maybe when clue. you're looking at, like, signed functions. There you, know, you up, go. You know, the sort of rhythm. Rhythm. Rhythms, yeah. Rhythm. We haven't got... Yes. That's chapter six. We haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> We're still working with circles. We'll, I'll, right. I'll, we'll talk about it next week. Let's uh, let's get to even more heady topics and uh, talk about our movie this week, which is the uh, 1977 Burt Reynolds classic, uh, Smokey and the Bandit. I didn't realize it was a film from the 70s. I thought it was the early 80s. Uh, mm. but, well, uh, you know, it it does sort of feel early 80s. I think this is where, this is hitting. This is like the early part of that uh, transitional from the 80s from the 70s to the 80s. Right. Uh, let me uh, read the plot rundown. Eastbound and plot rundown here. Uh, Bandit and Cletus, actually it's Bandit and Snowman, that's their call signs, not Bandit and Cletus, are two truck-driving Southerners who accept a dare from Big Shots, Big and Little Enos, to dr- pick up a truckload of Coors beer from Texas and return it to them within a specified amount of time. Picking it up is simple enough, but as they are leaving Texas, a bandit unwittingly picks up Carrie, a hitchhiking bride-to-be who just left her groom, Junior, at the altar. Junior, however, is the son of Sheriff Buford T. Justice, and when Buford and Junior discover what has happened, they go on a high-speed pursuit across the southeast to catch the bandit. So there you go. Hmm. Uh, that's kind of it. So, um, Mr. Hudson, had you seen Smokey and the Bandit prior to this? Uh, I have never, never seen Smokey and the Bandit. See, I saw this, uh, I, I don't even know when I saw this, because uh, I don't think VHS was a deal yet, and 1977 was before my time. That was the same summer that Star Wars came out, to put uh, the whole Smokey and the Bandit in context. And I'm trying to remember at what point I saw it. And it must have been like on TV or some such thing, or maybe a uh, Smokey and the Bandit marathon at the local, you know, multiplex or something of that nature. I don't know. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it. And as a kid, uh, I, I think I was infatuated with Smokey and the Bandit for reasons watching it again. I can't quite figure out. <laughs> I was watching this movie, and I was like, what did the 11-year-old me love so much about Smokey and the Bandit? Maybe not 11, maybe 8 prepubescent me love mm-hmm. about watching Smokey and the Bandit. And the only thing I can think of is that Pontiac Trans Am and uh, you know, having uh, a few Hot Wheels versions of it in my collection. Or something to that nature. And uh, doing the whole Keystone Cops, uh, you know, uh, Smokies. Like, I think it was a Hot Wheels thing. That's all I can come up with is that uh, it fit into my Hot Wheels play, the whole Smokey and the Bandit theme. Other than that, and maybe uh, Buford T. Justice. But watching it now, uh, I, I, he's such a archaic antiquity of comedy, uh-huh. uh, especially with the 
you know, I guess the way that we've moved into the political correctness. <laughs> I I I I was I was well, waiting. Well, to hear. you know, I think let's just get right to it. I have a yeah. sample now. I watched this movie like two weeks ago. I have a sample. So I'm looking at the samples I kept, and here's one: Sheriff Justice uh, slash politically incorrect line of the movie dot wave. Shall we play it? Yeah, let's 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 hear it. Happens every time one of those dancers start poontanging around with those show folk facts. There you go. <laughs> Oh, the Kazang, Kazang. Hutang and Fags all in the same. Uh, yeah, all in the same whatever blather. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's timely we do, do Smokey and the Bandit because uh, uh, I guess everybody's, um, for some reason, the, the, the heterosexuals among us seem to be celebrating more gay marriage than the gay folks on Facebook. At least that's my uh, take today. Oh, you know, since yeah. The, people uh, are really excited about that. Uh, you know what? Um, since I'm not getting gay married, or mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm not gay, you know, more power to him. But um, yeah, <laughs> I don't, it's kind of none of my business. And and uh, well, I, maybe well, may, am I of an older generation that I just I don't I don't care so much. Other than I like all the Republicans to squirm and tear their hair out, and that's really the reason that I'm that excited about it. Well, I think you it's know? now we can stop talking about it. We can start talking about Thank other God. stuff, right? Yeah, I know. So, yeah, I mean, this was one point I agree with Adam Carolla on. It's like, okay. let's just get past this. Have we not right. talked this subject to death? Is right. it not obvious to everybody what the right thing to do would be? And then finally so, we're there. Thank God. Yes. Thank God. So if, if, if people listen, and if you, if you listen to this a little later on, today was the day that the Supreme Court ruled that uh, uh, gay marriage is legal in all 50 states. So, it's yeah, sort of, yeah. there's some really interesting graphics about the progression of legality, and it's it just seems like it's been 10 years all of a sudden. I mean, it seems yeah. like homosexuality was such a big part of society, especially, I guess it really didn't start until like the aughts, right? I mean, was it, I mean, when when was like Queer Eye for the Straight Guy on? Was that late uh, 90s? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't keep track of, uh, I guess, gay pop culture. You know, the in, weird in thing, it's, it's, it's just hard to throw yourself back and it's a time when we were alive where... It was a big gays were a big social pariah, and I just I, I just don't understand it. I mean, it just seems so foreign. It's interesting how society can change. I mean, well, for the good, you know, not just for the they're scared that some guy living in a cave is going to blow them up from halfway across right. the world. I mean, right. people society is actually changing in a productive way quickly. It's very strange. It's actually nice to see. You know, it gives gives me the. Uh, you know the glimmer of hope for humanity. Well, I would say tomorrow. socially, but uh, I would say economically, we're going right into the toilet. But you oh, know. oh well, we got to start listening to Rand Paul. He's got some good oh, ideas. Jesus. So anyway, uh, I guess on that note, th- there's that, uh-huh. and uh, Buford D. Justin just just calling out the fags. I, I enjoyed uh, and, Buford T. Justin. You know, well, I thought this movie was a, a real hoot. You did, yeah. I okay. thought it was a lot of fun. I mean, it's uh, just a stupid chase movie but in a sense it wasn't trying to be anything else it was literally a stupid chase movie the whole movie it was keystone cops that's kind of what i was thinking of because i for starters it's it's completely improbable (laughs) i mean i was trying to think of 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 what what you know bandits crimes are and how long he would have been thrown in jail for 
uh, oh. <laughs> evasion or whatever, uh-huh. you know, uh, obstruction of justice. Whatever happens to motherfuckers when they go ape shit and they get a bunch of cops chasing them down, like on the LA freeways. And yeah, whatever know, happens to those business. people, you never hear about it because they just I... get thrown into the prison industrial complex. And you well, assume they have like no priors, you know, like they're they're not escaping a warrant for you know armed robbery. Or no, something I think like I think the main question is: Are they poor or are they not poor? Yeah, because if you're Lindsay Lohan, they just march right out the door as soon as you now get you in. go, like, you know, yeah. do some public service, maybe, right, and you'll be fine. I don't know, like I, it, I, I don't know what the crime is for. Uh, there was some back in uh, my uh, uh, college days. I used to work uh, in the uh, equipment rental yard, and there was this. <laughs> this <laughs> he was a Snohomish character of the '80s. I can't, I can't quite do it justice but it's a combination of like sort of redneck hesher uh heavy metal anyway he, he, his name was uh oh fuck what was his name this is not great brain name. is it no it's not brain the 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 <laughs> brain that he kind of looked like gimli missing some fingers he was our truck driver for the no, operation he's cool. he was like oh a- no this guy this guy was named jocko no it like the this, comedian was, from new zealand or was it it was his from? nickname, oh. like Jocko, and he had short man's complex, oh. and he had the craziest mullet. I mean, it was like a it was like a weird heavy metal mullet. Mm-hmm. It was something that I don't think you could ever recreate today. And uh, boy, this guy had attitude, and he had like a kid on top of it. It was really kind of freaking me out a little bit. Mm-hmm. But um, he he was into his Camaros. Uh, as as we all were in the late 80s, mm-hmm. and uh, decided uh, one night to outrun, try to outrun cops. And so uh, he mm. went tear assing with his buddy. Uh, Just like to the, get a cop on his tail? and then Yeah, he had him? a cop on his tail, and then he was like, you know, to his buddy, you want to have some fun? And like, he's, yeah. I mean, they, we actually went out looking to get a cop on their tail. No, I think, I think that they just had some beefy Camaro, okay. you know. I mean, and, uh, I mean, people do it on, I mean, it's, Probably the only way to safely do it is to do it on like a leader bike, a sports bike with a big engine. Right, right. That you can totally hide. We can hide, you and know. you skip through traffic and stuff like that. Right. No, this is just some big old Cam- Camaro that out in the, out in the sticks, where there's not that many roads. You, yeah, you know, kind of out where where you grew up in in in, yeah. in the county mm-hmm. there, and uh, you anyway, might be able to get on a logging road or something if they don't see you. Well, the 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 dude. He, he he had some smokies in pursuit, mm-hmm. and I didn't get the details other than obviously that he was apprehended <laughs> at a certain <laughs> point, and um, was looking at a three month jail stint. Oh. And well, that's, uh, that's not too bad. And he, I guess it was like the 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 the, the term of the this three month stint had to. It was weird. Like like he had to do it within a year. Oh yeah, he could do he, it on the weekends and stuff. No, no, he had to go into the clink for three months straight, but it was like he, oh, he could, could sort of figure out when he was going to do it. Oh, I see. He could made, plan it, but he had to get yeah. it done within a year. Oh, that's sort of nice of them. Yeah. So I guess maybe that's it. Three months. I guess I answered my own question. Yeah. But, I mean, that's uh, a pretty short jail. I mean, considering they gave, you know, they give people longer jail sentences for right. piddlier stuff. So that was in the early 90s. Now I think uh, if you tried this shit, you just end up dead. I think they would just blow the fuck out of you in your car. And uh, I don't know. I mean, you don't think look, so? 
people can lose the cop. Hell, you almost lost the cops one time. I did. I tried to <laughs> talking about. Oh, know, that's a long. You know, I was story. sitting in Matt. I was sitting in the passenger seat. Matt goes, "You want to have some fun?" That's right. Yeah. And I, I started taking a, my pants down. He said, "Nope." That's not what I'm talking I about. A, I, I no. I had a tall boy between my legs. <laughs> yeah. and talking literally here, not uh, figuratively. Yeah. No. I. It was. Well, it was weird because I don't know why the fuck I was. I was trying to hide from the cops because I wasn't doing anything wrong. Because well, you it knew was, you uh, knew you were getting tailed. Oh my god, it was weird. Well, just long story short, I uh, Matt was doing uh, a drug deal down by a convenience. I was store doing a drug deal at Tom House in Lake Stevens. No, well, it was it was I was just going to. It was before cell phones, ladies and gentlemen. So it was a while back, and uh, I was leaving a party, and somebody had gone to wait for their girlfriend at the convenience store, and um, she was going to be late, and she called the house, and I was like, oh, I'm headed home, and I'm stopping by. I'll just find so-and-so and tell him that, you know, his girlfriend's going to be about 20 minutes late. So I, 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 I didn't even pull in. I just came up behind the car, mm-hmm. and I got out, and I said, hey, so-and-so, your girlfriend will be at the sh- be here, but mm-hmm. she's going to be 20 minutes late, et cetera. And then I got in my car and took off, yeah. and little did I know that there was, like, two county sheriffs hanging out by the pumps and they just went ripping out of that fucking parking lot after me. And I was like, Holy Jesus. And I, and I, I said, did I blow that? Did I blow the stop sign? What the fuck? You know? Uh-huh. And I'm heading up towards Mark's house and I'm like, they're, they're behind me. Uh-huh. And like, you know, they're just menacing. Half mile. Yeah. I'm like, what, where's the lights? Where's the, where's the shit? You know, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And so I pulled into Mark's, parents oh is that where you pulled into i never realized that i thought you just pulled into some random well not not your house because your driveway kind of had what yeah it was sort of a short sub road right and so i pull in and i'm in the truck and i'm like okay and then uh i see the the cop car kind of go by in the rear view and then i fuck it up and then I then I um I I, I tapped the brakes to set the emergency brake because I was rolling and then the fucking <laughs> oh that's right it was night wasn't it you you like, yeah, just, you like pulled in and cut the lights yeah Smooth. I cut the lights and then, no but I did the I hit the brake light and the fucking just lit up the the back of the car and uh-huh. so like and then the cop slowed down when he saw my lights and I was like oh, I'm fucked now uh-huh. I'm totally fucked whatever I'm fucked about I wasn't <laughs> yeah. speeding I was obeying traffic laws I don't know you know and so I I was like okay and I wait like nothing's happening for like a couple of minutes and I'm like all right and I pull back out and head back to the Tom Thumb and the dude's right on my ass again I'm like <laughs> What the fuck? And literally, we go back to the Tom Thumb. I take a right. I go, it's miles that this is that, that I have this this dude this Smokey on my ass. And then he finally pulls me over, and then he goes, Are "You buying or selling, son?" I'm like, "What? Selling <laughs> what? You know, insurance? I don't. What the fuck are you talking about?" So anyway, all the cops figured that I had was going in there to do a drug deal uh-huh. and the Smokies were there staking it out and we had to do it elsewhere. That and, still and cracks me up. Boy, I tell you. Working work in Snohomish County Vice. It's a tough world. Oh, my God. I, again, my levels of respect for the uh, law enforcement community of Snohomish County cratered at that point. But <laughs> wasn't 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 very high to begin with. So uh, that story cracks me up. Then you come back to, like, Sean's place to tell us about it afterwards. Yeah, I was like, oh, no, well, because they got pulled over right behind me. Oh, that's like, right. They, yeah. they, they pulled oh. over, like, three cars worth of, you know, innocent 
people who weren't even intoxicated to yeah. fuck with them. And then they and 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 they were like, "Well, your stories all seem to line up." It's like, "Yeah, cuz it's the fucking truth, you morons." <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, well, if I would have known I can buy drugs out there at Tom Thumb, I would have been buying yeah. them a long time uh, ago. Well, not to, I'm sure it had happened, but uh yeah, it was the weirdest fucking thing. Anyway, so, um, yeah, no high-speed pursuit, nothing. Like a pursuit at 35 miles an hour. Was you driving a Beetle at the time? I I was driving my my, uh, Mazda B2000. Oh, (laughs) those things don't really – those have actually less get-up-and-go than a Beetle. Yeah, and I was was, uh, driving cruelly at the speed limit because it did not want to go even a fucking quarter mile. Well, you don't, that. man, because that just gives them an excuse. I was, I was just, the guys were right on my fucking, they were right on my ass the whole time. It was really weird. So, anyway, but that's that. Uh, what the fuck were we talking about? We got to talk about the movie. We're talking about uh, Smokey and the Bandit, man. It's a chase yeah, my, movie. We're talking about I, chases, running with the Keystone Cops. Yeah. Right. And so, uh, I think uh, that's perfectly relevant. You know, the thing I thought was interesting about this movie, and I'd never seen it, I always heard that, oh, it's about this, you know, people, um, you know. Running uh, fl- fl- Yeah, they're running, they're running beer with too high of an alcohol percentage. Because, you know, people can't handle, what was it? Like, what was it supposed to be, like 6% and the highest was 4 or something? Was that, that could the be deal? Sold? Was that yeah, the it was deal like, with, what? Yeah, like I think Coors the, couldn't be sold east of the Mississippi? I think the alcohol content oh. was too high. So there was like a lot, of, you know, post prohibition, a lot of weird rules. Like it can only be three percent alcohol by volume, and you know, and like naturally beers like between four or five or something. So basically, all the beers that were engineered to be low alcohol. Okay. Um. So I always thought that's what was the movie about. So, oh, it's going to be a movie about you know they got to run. This, <laughs> it's good. It's gonna be, but it's the social truth, commentary. Well, I mean, that. but the the thing about it is, yes, there was a semi full of coors. Uh, that was stolen, by the way, on top of everything. Yeah, they fucking lifted it. I thought it was just like, no, I, I got a deal set up with the guys who have the cores. Yeah. And I mean, would you, you, get would to you give them a fucking call? Like, hey, talk to, I'm I'm like on a competition to make $80,000 in 1977 money. Right. Can you imagine yeah, how much exactly. that is that's now? It'd be like, that's like a quarter million. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, and um, you wouldn't set up in advance? I mean, I know there's no cell phones, but there are telephones, yeah, right? right? And you can make a long distance call. It's going to cost you a buck or something. You could text <laughs> Arcana, right. but you could make a, you could place a phone call. Um, right. So I thought I always thought that was funny. There's so much money right on it, and they just show up at some place. But the thing well, was, it wasn't about the chase of the beer. In fact, the cops were never interested in the beer. No, no, they're only chasing the Smokey. I mean, he's only chasing the Bandit. The Bandit. And I thought that's so perfect that he was running interference, but it was perfect. He took all the heat off of them, off the truck. Yeah. They weren't interested yeah. in the truck at all the whole time. It was pretty impressive. Yeah. No, not at all. Well, that was the whole point, I guess, of of, of, of having the, the lead. Uh, yeah. In, well, it, I mean, it, does, I, it makes a, a lot of sense. And I thought I thought that was I thought that was really neat. It was surprised me that, you know, it worked. The plan worked out so well. There was a uh, recently. Um, the, there's actually a cannonball run, despite the Burt Reynolds movie, coincidentally, uh, called Cannonball Run. There's a cannonball run, and it, it goes from uh, Manhattan, New York, to uh, Los Angeles. Yeah, like and from one a, pier to another? I thought it was Boston. It's, it's, it's no, no. It's Well, it's strangely, the terminus is, the, is in Redondo Beach at mm. the Portofino Hotel, where I've stayed unknowingly. Mm. Uh, little did I know that it was the terminus for the cannonball run, or I would have just fucking done spun outs in the 
in the the parking lot and in, 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 in pseudo victory. You may know yeah, more man. about this than me, but yeah. supposedly the best times in that are pretty insane. Like their average well, speed is 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 like above the speed limit on average for the entire trip. It's really yeah. There weird. was there was some guys who just did it recently. Like uh, it was in a tricked out uh, Mercedes, whatever the it, not a real not like a sports car Mercedes. Maybe it was, but it, it wasn't anything special. It was like a late model uh, Mercedes, and you know they had all the the gear that you need to sort of evade, and they had three drivers and like a five hundred gallon gas tank or some shit. I mean, not that oh, much. They had a minimi- huge gas to tank mi- in to it. Minimize stops. Yeah, and they did it in thirty two hours, which beat the 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 record by I think three hours i mean they, they were fucking hauling ass i think they had an average of like 90 to 95 miles <laughs> that, is just, that is crazy but what they would do is for every state they had a lead car that they would arrange so they positioned would, beforehand yeah so they would have this individual who was a volunteer uh, uh basically run the entire state inter- the length of the the interstate within the state and then report on all the you know speed traps and everything. Like go and, and try to get it. speeding tickets through the state. No, no, no. They would they would go only like they would go the speed limit. Oh, but and they just would do it. They'd have the head their head on a swivel. Right. They would do it two hours before the 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 you know the the actual car hmm. hit the state line, and mm-hmm. then they would have enough of a lead that they could report on everything. It was like intel. Mm-hmm. So they weren't running interference, but they could definitely give intel about you know what was going on. It wouldn't them. be a bad idea to have some guy a mile ahead of you doing the same speed. Yeah. Well, yeah, just get the sacrificial lamb. <laughs> yeah. I mean, wouldn't that make sense? I mean, well, exa- you, would, you would have the other guy run the speed traps, when you have another guy sort of a, protective, a, a backup protection to trigger the traps. Right. Right, right. If there was one they but, missed. So that kind of worked for those guys. Anyways, Did they get it, any was, tickets? Uh, I don't think they got a fucking ticket. Wow. Um, the problem that they had was they were using a satellite tracking system, and mm-hmm. they were publishing the results real time. Oh, shit. That's and so there's idea. actually evidence of them uh, breaking the speed limit in every single state that uh-huh. they went through. Uh-huh. And so the counties where they were breaking the speed limit, they could actually be held up for reckless driving charges and anything. i i kind of i didn't oh, follow it past yeah, the path well, but be, i think that'd be tough to make stick anyway it's pretty interesting it was it was pretty wild those guys hmm. and uh i forget their names or but you can just do cannonball run record and google and you'll find out the whole story there might have been a npr uh program about it because that'd be yeah. the only way as a white man middle-aged white yeah. man that's where i get all my news <laughs> right. that, so that fun- I just, you know it's just like all things considered and the splendid table that's all I need. <laughs> and Terry Gross, of course. Oh, I don't listen to Terry interviews. Gross anymore. Terry. Okay. Uh, the the interesting thing is if you I, I googled the Texarkana run that uh, Snowman and, and and the Bandit took. Uh, now it was two Texarkana, but from where in Georgia? Atlanta. It was Atlanta proper. Okay. Yeah, I mean, listen to the song going out from Atlanta, doing Texarkana or something uh, like okay. that. Yeah, and so I just Google. It's like, well, how fucking long does it take to get to Texarkana and back? You know, and uh, uh, Enid, little and big and little Enos uh, said twenty eight hours. Mm-hmm. You got to get back in twenty eight hours. Uh, Google Maps twenty hours. Going the speed limit. Well, so. I mean, but yeah, yeah, but <laughs> the thing I thought was weird about it is there's only like one or. There's only a couple scenes where they're on an interstate type road. A lot of times they're on sort of back roads. Yeah, back roads. I mean, was it was the 
I thought the interstate system was finished by the late 60s. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was all. So why were there yeah, so many back roads? The highways I don't know. Stuff. It's part of the I mean, mystery maybe of Smokey maybe the Bandit. Part of the, their, this, uh, like a, uh, maybe it was some shortcuts they took. Uh, it didn't seem that short. Uh, if you're, if I, if I could basically do the speed, do limit. the same run, beat them by eight hours, like have a nap and, you know, maybe go out for a beer and, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, romance carry the right way. You know, I would still have like plenty of time if I did the speed limit, but, uh, <laughs> you know, so, uh, all right. So th- that's kind of the logistics of smoking the band. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's silly. It's like, again, Keystone cops kind of thing. Uh, you know, uh, sort of a fun dynamic, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, it's 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 not breaking any ground, but it's it's still kind of fun, and it's uh, not realistic. Obviously, the penalties of law seem to be a little bit uh, disregarded. So, um, so next thing we should talk about, maybe just like it's a comedy, man. <laughs> so we should talk about some of the great, uh, like witty dialogue. I mean, here's here's a um, here's a awesome piece of dialogue from a couple of random cops. Hey, Orville, you seen that new waitress down at the diner named Arlene? Yeah, man, she's got some nice legs. <laughs> she's looking good. I'd like to take a run on her. Oh, man, what are you talking about? I'm telling you. Let me tell you yeah. something about that. Oh, that's wow. some awesome writing right there. You know, the conversation in this this <laughs> film, uh, I watched it, and I... I it's dirty. The only, the, well... Uh, it seems bizarre on certain occasions, especially the the. It doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. I, I like when uh, Buford T. Justice is rambling when we first meet him. I, I was like, "What? What the fuck is he saying?" He's just kind of like going on and on, and I, I, it weirded me out a little bit. It seemed like there was a lot of conversation in this film. Mm-hmm. That, oh, when he's talking in that, the car with his son about. Oh, how he left, uh, you know, he left his her son on the altar and he's yeah. disrespecting me and he's disrespecting, yeah. she's disrespecting the cops and she's disrespecting God and she, well, and, and her dancing got me all excited and that's the devil right there and like that. Yeah. And well, there's that. And then like the introductory conversation with the bandit and Carrie just came off really weird and like, uh, oh, when they're in the car and she's getting changed. Yeah. It was and really he's, like weird. undressing her with his eyes. Well, there was that whole lechery business, but uh-huh. I, I'm talking more about like these um, these awkward sort of lines that he was feeding her that just didn't seem to connect very well. And I'm not talking, you know, for the movie, but just like for like making any sense. I don't no, know. no, the movie was was I mean, it was a it was pretty comedic. And uh, even though it wasn't laugh out loud funny, it sort of had that feeling of just Real squirrely, real seat of the pants sort of stuff. I wonder if they even had much of a script, or if they just sort of winged it. It seemed pretty, pretty ad libbed. Uh-huh. I know that 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 Jackie Gleason ad libbed a ton of his stuff, mm-hmm. so that may be have, may have been. Yeah, I think this was a pretty. I have a feeling this was a pretty loose shoot. I think so. Mm-hmm. Well, stuntman directed it, so you know he, he wasn't all tied up in nuance. Mm, that's a good point. I don't know. It just. I think as a kid, I just I, I dismissed it and uh, I was like, ah, whatever, you know, just just chatter and you know, saying some funny words like "fag." That's cool. <laughs> Did that make it through the KCPQ edit? I uh, probably back in the day. I, I I don't know why I wouldn't have. So. I mean, I mean, 
as far as the quality of acting, I mean, um, well, it's melodrama. Yeah, it's Burt Reynolds silly. is not a good actor. He does do, at one point he breaks the fourth wall, which I thought he was does. a lot of fun. Just that right. one time early in the film. I, right. I, was, I was pretty. I was pretty cool that they just did it the one time too. When he did it early in the film, I thought, "Oh, he's going to be giving the camera sly looks all through the movie," and he never <laughs> does again, which I was no. pretty impressed. Uh, right. I thought Sally Field was. I thought she was quite charming. Yeah, she is. She's she's probably one of the strong strongest performances. Well, she's yeah. a great actress, and so right. I mean, in a sense. Boy, if they had like a airhead woman or something in there instead of Sally Field, I think it would have been a much poorer film. I think you're right. Yeah. If it would have had a, um, oh, Jesus, like a Pamela Anderson type, it would mm-hmm. have been a terrible film. Yeah. I enjoyed the Enuses. Yeah. The fucking suits, man. <laughs> I, you know, I enjoyed all the CB banter, which is, I guess, why I chose a bit of CB banter as the intro. I was thinking about the CB banter a little bit. I thought that was I fun. I was thinking it's shorthand conversation. And it to me it almost seemed like a uh, uh, analogous to like emoticon texting uh, in a chat room. Hmm. It, it had sort of you know this the all the shorthand uh, and all these kind of canned uh, responses that they all gave. And I, I maybe it's still like that on Trucker Radio. I haven't a clue, but uh, uh, it. It had definitely that sort of shorthand chat room feel to it, and I guess by definition it would sort of have to, you know, which mm-hmm. and was an interesting sort of tidbit. Uh, I guess uh, Smokey and the Bandit can probably be remembered for one thing, and that's sort of bringing, you know, the redneck culture into the mainstream mm-hmm. a little bit, mm-hmm. I think, and uh, even making, you know, people somewhat uh, envious of big rigs and trans hands <laughs> i mean i think this move this movie really uh paved the way for over the top it might have it might mm-hmm. have uh yeah i mean they, you they, know you learn that you can sleep in the cab a lot of guys do it <laughs> well it's it, there's that funny scene like towards the end in the convoy where mm-hmm. uh bandit goes on about wistfully about how he loves them trucks mm-hmm. <laughs> and you expect a little bit of sort of some Romantic seafaring kind of notion, you know, wander, uh, you know, uh, uh, restless, you know, restlessness in every man kind of of, of bit about the trucker. Mm-hmm. But then he just kind of goes right into it and says, "Ah, oh, well, you know, you can see all the chicks beavers when you drive by them. <laughs> they can see right down into this car, you know that? Well, so what? That's why I always used to love to drive those trucks, darling. Spot those beavers. <laughs> <laughs> that is so dirty. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, yeah uh, it's really dirty. What was this movie rated anyway? Oh, I think it's, it's PG or something. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, that know. that cracked me, and then they followed up with that little beaver, one of the uh... oh, one of the CB hands. You know, I really yeah. liked how it was such an interesting, diverse population who were the truckers. It's sort of this, yeah, this beautiful fraternity. You know, a really, it's a real French ideal equality. You know. You know, it's a right. brotherhood, and everybody does their own work. Uh, I just thought right. it was such a beautiful, idealized sort of. Uh, uh, sort yeah, of utopia. it was very multicultural because mm-hmm. you had, uh, you know, you met a few of the the uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the Japanese trucker who screamed bonsai when he tore off uh, Buford T. Justice's door. A little much. I don't. I don't know if you know. 
a, a, a uh, little bit uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, poorly wrought. But at least they actually uh, hired somebody of East Asian descent. To play right? Role. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't get. Uh, they didn't get like uh, Mickey. Uh, what was it, Mickey? Um, Rooney. Th- Rooney to just yeah. They got Mickey Rooney and they put him in buck tooth <laughs> and Coke bottle glasses to. Play the Japanese trucker. We're gonna we're gonna have to do breakfast at Tiffany's sometime. We're gonna have a blast with that character. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, and it's, it's such um, a beautiful movie, and that just ruins it. I, yeah, I mean, they should just recut that film and take Mickey Rooney's character out of it. It would make a much just, better uh, film. It's it's, it's, put, it's just comic relief. It's just little comic relief pepper they put in the, in the movie. They should the re-edit. Movie with, would not be harmed by losing it at all. Re-edit with a, a, a very flamboyant George Takai. I think that would work. Oh, you could totally recut that movie. Yeah, that, that would work. <laughs> that, anyway. That would be pretty funny. Uh, and uh, there's Sugar Bear, the black trucker in the bar. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all kinds. <laughs> and they have the, <laughs> the running with the bikers. Huh? Yeah, you know what? I I was like this is I was like what I was like what the fuck is going on? This is like a this is this this little subplot has no relevance in nope. the entire I was like why are they beating him up again? What what about his dog? Why if you're at a trucker bar and you're picking on a trucker that doesn't seem very you know, <laughs> I don't get it. And, and the whole, it was to set up the gag so uh, could run over the Snowman bikes. could just run over the bikes. Yeah, which yeah. I thought was That, that was it. That was the whole thing. I was like, yeah, they were just having fun, man. It was a loose shoot. <laughs> it's like, I wanna, I've always wanted to run over like a bunch of Harleys all lined up in front of a bar. Well, it's I mean, one of my it dreams, wouldn't be too so. hard to run over those choppers. There's not much to them, really. I used to have this fantasy, once again, working at the rental yard. We used to service these... Uh, big John Deere bulldozers, like mm-hmm. the big fuckers, you know, like the 450s. The kinds you and drive off a cliff and call in and complain. Like, like the killdozers, like the, that class of, you know, bulldozer. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like know, that the, guy, the, uh, God, was, in, was it in Texas somewhere? Co- no, it was Colorado. Armor? Went apeshit and tore up his whole town. So like, <laughs> that's ran the, over everything. That's one of the most awesome stories. And, and he bulletproofed, like, the, the driver's cage. Oh, it was amazing. Just, he didn't kill anybody, he, except himself at the end, which is too bad. Yeah, no, he, like, went through the town hall because he had some beef with yeah. uh, the city Absol- government. Absolutely amazing story. Goddamn. Yeah, it was a true killdozer moment. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, one of those, and I used to have fantasies because he used to drive it around the lot. Mm-hmm. And he has so much power because it weighs God knows how many tons. It's metal tracks, like a fucking m1 abrams and you have this gigantic i can't you know, i'm surprised uh, you could even drive it on the asphalt without tearing it no out. it was a, it was a, it was a it was a gravel side yard oh and uh it used to sit up and he just you just felt like this crazy omnipotent mm-hmm. you know power and i just says i just would tell myself oh just to go into the safeway parking lot across the street and just go to fucking town i just it was weird like this weird fantasy that i had mm-hmm. it was just blowing through and see see if i could make like a gigantic iceberg sized pile of cars you know? what would what would your life be like today if one one of those times in 1993 you cracked and did it where would, would you be probably today? be serving i would think maybe four to five months in the county jail yeah, but would you and, be all tatted uh, up now i i i i, I don't think i that I don't know. Life would have been very different. Uh-huh. I the story I could tell though uh-huh. would would maybe no it wouldn't it wouldn't <laughs> it wouldn't make up for it. <laughs> I can tell you. That. Yeah. I could just blame it on some medication or something. Sure. Yeah, you had a. Would you have a Twinkie? You use yeah, a Twinkie defense. I, just, I don't know. Like I lost one of my pet cats or some shit. I could <laughs> figure something out. So. 
Anyway, yeah, the truckers, uh, the diversity of the truckers, mm-hmm. that was that was quite interesting. Uh, let's see what else. Um, uh, uh, the Jerry Reed Burt Reynolds dynamic. Funny that they're only like seen once or twice together in the film. <laughs> but uh, you know. Oh yeah, because they're sort of CB in it most of the time. Right. I didn't know much right. about Jerry Reed. You sound like you know him. No, Jerry Reed is uh, he was a country and western singer, I believe. Oh, and, I thought I thought uh, he was a very good actor actually. Other, oh, shit, next to Sally Field, I thought he was the best second actor. Uh, Jerry Reed, tall, blonde-haired country and western singer, songwriter from Atlanta, Georgia. So there you go. Mm. That's uh, kind of him. He might have been in some other movies, but uh, uh, I guess. Uh, the the theme song for Smokey and the Band it is probably what he's best known for. Oh, that actor is, is uh, the guy who's singing the song. Yeah, Jerry Reed. Man. Oh, I didn't know that. He wrote it for the oh. for the movie. Huh. And uh, yeah, and so the whole Eastbound and Down, which strangely they I guess not strangely but coincidentally or actually not coincidentally deliberately uh, used for that. Uh, HBO show that I never watched. So, I mean, sort of... wh- you've mentioned that before. What's the significance of that? It's some show about some dipshit pro ball player. What does that have to do with truck and Coors in the I eastbound direction? Clue. All right, Having a clue. I'm looking at eastbound and down. Just because uh, is that like a maybe a persona that he set, tries to foster in the, in the story, sort of faking that he's a good old boy or something? Years after he turned his back on his hometown, a burned out major league ball player. Returns to teach phys ed at his old middle school. That's called East Bound and Down. Oh, I didn't know it was that bad. I thought he was having a clue. Wow, that's funny. It's called East Bound. Oh, wait a minute. The show is named after the song East Bound and Down by Jerry Reed. Hmm. The show's creators initially weren't sure if they could keep this as it was a title without being sued. So when we uh, hit the review. Well, we had a little trouble finding a, a review for Smokey and the Bandit. Actually, I printed out what I thought was a one-star review from Ebra. I thought oh, this is going to be a blast. But it was actually, once I started reading it, I noticed it was for Smokey and the Bandit too. Oh, and with Sally Fields in that, too. Yeah, everybody was in it, I think. Yeah, I made too much money. Uh, made too much money. I think they were, like, moving some elephants around. I, yeah, I really. remember. Jackie yeah. Gleason's back. Well, yeah, everybody's I'm not, back. I'm going to yeah. watch that one. Well, anyways, I'll file that in my recycle bin for right now. Um, so we looked around, and you know, I, I always like to try to find uh, reviews of the period. But what we, we found something on a, a site called Blu-ray.com. Was that the name of the site? Yeah. Well, Blu-ray uh, HighDefDigest.com. Anyways, um, it's actually a pretty good review. Um it, a lot of the point of the review is talking about the, the quality of the transfer, which we won't talk about. Um, I, I, we watched a DVD copy, which I thought was a nice transfer. Uh, but it seems to be written, It's the review is credited to a guy named Michael Palmer, uh, but part of the review seems to be written by a guy named Peter. So uh, I won't differentiate with who's who. I'll just uh, hit some highlights from this review, which I thought, I thought was uh, nice. Uh, the reviewer uh, reminded us that this movie came out in the summer of uh, 77 along with Star Wars, which I thought was yeah. put sort of in its place. And then Herb gobbed the money, which you just said, Matt. I hadn't realized it was such a, a success. Um and, uh, you know, he gives the plot summary, as a lot of reviews do. Um, and then he talks about uh, Reynolds' winning performance. And uh, he says, he may be smug and smarmy, 
but with that huge grid, uh, grin and gallons of charisma to burn, somehow he gets away with it. And I guess you know, he's sort of a bad boy, right? Yeah. Right. Um, he, well, he's a rebel, man. He has a Confederate flag on his license plate. Mm, no. I mean, what is with all this Confederate flag controversy lately? <laughs> Uh, you know, it's. Uh, well, what, wait, dis- what is? Why are people getting bent out of shape about it now? Uh, you know what? A, it, it, it originate. I know. Hell, they even have some stuff on YouTube about it, like on some people getting into the mix, and they're like, "Oh, people think, oh, it's not really the Confederate flag," and other people saying, "Well, you know, it was an important battle standard for the Confederacy or whatever." I don't, well, what is that? What is the big deal? Well, is, it, is it because that one guy shot up a church or something yeah, somewhere? Yeah, that's completely it. That's yeah, why people exactly. are all bent out of shape about it. Exactly. That's why. Why, why is it? Because that guy was like, like painted his dick with the Confederate yeah, flag or something while he or did less. it. Exactly. That's or he exactly had a, something he on YouTube where he said, you know, this yep, means everything to me, and that's why I'm going to kill people. Really? Yep. yep you got and that's it. why yeah, that yeah. that's why everybody's going to like burn all their iconography. Uh, that's right. You got it. You're, 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 you figured it out. <laughs> that's it? That's the whole story? And so people it's, are going to make uh, up stories to tear down the validity of, that's its, right. so, of its cultural so get, element? That's right. All you need to do is get rid of the symbol, and it all goes away, my friend. Oh, it all people goes are so away. fucking stupid. Uh, uh, anyway. Whatever. Okay. Well, fair enough. I thought I always thought that the, the Confederate flag or whatever you want to call it, the Confederate battle emblem or whatever the fuck. The stars and bars. Yeah. Um, I always thought it was a nice design. Well, it's it's what they call that cross the saltire. It's the same as the uh, Scottish flag. Yeah. It's the same, but with some stars on it. I always thought I you thought know, it was my, pretty nice. It'd be sort of my, sad to see it go away, but oh well. My whole thing is uh, symbols are really only what you make it, and people put way too much value in symbols. And I, you know, I I, I guess there's an argument that you don't want maybe the 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 states embracing that flag for you know whatever. But hey, man, if you want to go put a fucking Dixie flag on your goddamn car. I don't really give a shit. Well, uh, now they now when they come out with 4K remaster of Dukes of Hazard, they're going to have to digitally alter the, uh, oh, the General yeah. Lee to put the actual Confederate flag, which is like a blue field with a white star on it, oh, on there. It won't I, look I, as good. A, it's such a Hubble blue. It's such like to me. It seems like such a uh, ill placed uh, energy. You know, that, oh, people uh, gotta feel like they're doing something. Just uh, gotta erase the, just gotta erase the 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 symbol. Uh, oh, that'll it. that'll oh that'll make all the disaffected youth that are looking something to glom onto. Uh, that'll yep. that'll that'll straighten them right yep. out. Um, well, when he's talking about the charisma of Reynolds and uh, his being a star in the seventies, you know, I was I was I was looking through, thinking about some movies after my comedy fest ends, and I was looking at Boogie Nights. Yeah, and Reynolds is really good in Boogie Nights. Yes, really, that's a, we should do that movie. He is really, really, and then I, I remembered all the great actors in the story. That's an awesome yeah, that's movie. A good movie. It's a long it's movie, but it's awesome. We'll really have to do that. Um, let's see here. Uh, he talks. He talks about F- Sally Field, saying she's quite flirtatious and sexy, and that she is a true cinematic turn on. I have to agree. She looked really sexy. So. Yeah, okay, never mind. I, minor plot Field. point. I was just like, how did she end up having to get married to Junior under Buford T. Justice? She got railroaded by Buford T. Buford T. Justice. Uh, okay. like, who knows? He, he he owns the county he lives in. I guess. He sells yeah. and buys and sells people. Um, <laughs> I mean, he was just he was she just became under his thumb somehow. Uh, yeah. And she had to yeah. get out of the county. Um, 
Let's see here. Uh, he's, but he says, ultimately, though, Spokane the Bandit isn't about his characters. In fact, it isn't really about anything at all, um, yeah. which is true, right? Which uh, is great for a nine-year-old watching it. He says, just talking about what makes up the film, Reynolds and Field do their over-the-gear shift romantic banter. And he says, um, and he says, Smokey and the Bandit remains superior to all the demolition derby knockoffs that it spawned, uh, mentioning Dukes of Hazard and something called Convoy, uh, yeah. which I'm not familiar with. Yeah. And be, he says, that's because it's it's good-natured. In it. And it, it doesn't try to complicate it with anything else. He says it's single-minded. It's just a chase movie. This is a pretty innocent movie. There, there's not much mm. else. There's... Well, he said the movie could have easily been crass, but I think the movie was crass to a certain... Well, what does crass really mean? Uh, I mean, can you uh, talk about, like, spying women's genitals? Is that crass? A little bit. Okay, little bit, so the yeah. movie's a little yeah. crass. Yeah. But it's not political, and it's more just no, fun. not at all. Um, yeah. And uh, and then I think the second reviewer here is commenting as well. He says, for me, as a child of the 80s, Smokey and the Bandit uh, and Knight Rider and Dukes of Hazard yeah. were the pinnacle of my entertainment needs. Saying that say, uh, they were filmed, the filmed incarnations of little boys' internal combustion imaginations. I yeah, really liked Knight Rider when I was a kid. That's kind of where I came from. From all that, that, that I think mm-hmm. that the writer and I are of the same uh, generation of pop culture, mm-hmm. definitely. So uh, he goes on to say, uh, just talking from the present day or a couple of years ago, that uh, the movie stands the test of time, and he says, and he talks about you know what what has become of these movies now. He says, uh, he says though the tone isn't the same. Fast Five was a huge hit last year, and the last one, Fast Six or whatever it was, seven, seven. Yeah. Um, made gobs and gobs of money. And so uh, he says maybe that's what this cinema has turned into. And maybe it has. I've never seen any of those fast movies. I doubt they're as fun as this. They sound like they're more action-oriented. Uh, no. Have you ever watched I, I, any of my, them? No. I, I, my, the, my car chase movie, I guess my favorite car chase movie of, of recent times probably is Ronin, which I've always wanted to do. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I... um. I haven't watched it, so I, I can't really judge it. I, I haven't seen uh, a fast movie yet. And uh, someday he, he does mention about seeing it now. One reason he enjoys it is perhaps now more than ever is because it plays like a bit of a period film because of some of the throwback slapstick nature of it, which you mentioned earlier. Right, right. It, especially got Gleason in there. Yeah, and I th- I remember one thing uh, as you were going through the view. One thing that I, I thought was hilarious about smoking the bandit as a kid was the uh incremental uh disassembly of Buford D Justice's car. <laughs> that, that is pretty funny. And, and and when he ends up uh I think in Georgia and uh, the one state trooper says, What are you doing driving this piece of shit? And he goes, This piece of shit's evidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? he really and, takes uh, that guy down. Yeah, and I think uh, it's played up even more in Smoking the Bandit too. Like, there's the same uh, incremental, uh, <laughs> like, uh, disassembly of Beaver T. Justice's vehicle, like to even a more comic level. <laughs> oh, we're gonna have we'll have we'll have to do that movie. Yeah, we'll I like how they my throw the door. Thon, I'll do next year. I do like how he threw the door in the back seat. That was, <laughs> that was pretty classic. <laughs> I don't know. I thought, uh, I thought it was a funny And how uh, Junior, and I did like Junior's performance. I liked how he ended up on the hood all the time and flying around. And holding and his uh, uh, holding the boss's hat. hat. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I did enjoy that quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So anyway, 
and uh, and I did enjoy the uh, <laughs> the domestic abuse uh, uh, comic bit from uh, he's going to go home and <laughs> kick his mommy around because he, he can't believe it's his loins produced him. Yeah, he's going to dipshit. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, uh, anything else in the review? Uh, no, that's about all I wanted to mention. I thought I thought it was a. I thought it was a pretty pretty well uh, written review for. Well, I'm I'm glad you liked it. I yeah. I, I was kind of I was I was dogging a little bit watching it just because it didn't seem to live up to my uh, uh, childhood memories as much as mm. I, I want. Mm. I didn't. It wasn't as fun as I wanted it to be. Oh God! But I, again, I thought it was. I mean, I, I thought it had a brisk pace and the action no, no, kept no, no. going. I, I don't know. I thought it was a. This, I thought it was a pretty fun watch. This is all nostalgia judging mm. from nostalgia which is a little bit more critical well, can you imagine so. going and watching every episode of the dukes of hazard yeah oh jesus well you know it's like when i went back and watched yeah. a few episodes of star blazers mm-hmm. and just oh it's just like oh my god i can't yeah, believe yeah, i watched yeah, this yeah, shit yeah, yeah. you know That's some crap uh, uh, yeah so oh. it, that kind of thing it, it just it couldn't really live up to the nostalgia but that's fine mm-hmm. you know uh it, it, it it's still a fun movie and uh, uh a classic definitely so I'm glad I'm glad I watched it. I'm surprised I, I never saw it, even on like reruns. I mean, just like you know, on TV. But uh, yeah, I don't. I haven't seen it on TV in ages. Gone, well, I mean, so. when I was a kid, where, where did did oh. you have it on VHS? I don't know where I saw it. Yeah. I can't even remember. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, all right. So maybe next week or, or, or schedule a little spotty with my uh, my my recent, uh, uh, I guess, uh, addition. Here to the house, well, Revet. Play it by ears, but I'm I'm going to continue on my uh, summer of funny, uh, going uh, where I'm focusing on broad comedies, and uh, next time we're going to go with a classic. I don't see how you could describe this other than a broad comedy is 1980s yeah. Airplane with Airplane. an exclamation point. I never realized it had an exclamation point in the title. Not sure why it does. Uh, I think I was supposed, <laughs> you're supposed to say Airplane. Yeah, you're right. Right. Um, yeah, I I watched a little bit of it today, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, um, for for trivia's sake, it's 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 a flight from L.A. to Chicago. So, oh, is that is that the flight path? That's the uh, flight path. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so uh, there you go. That's it. Let's watch Leslie Nielsen do his thing. All right. So uh, we're all counting we'll be, on you. That's right. Next next week we'll, <laughs> or next time will be uh, airplane and. Uh, until then. You can't drive a forklift. Oh, I can drive any forking thing around. The boys are thirsty in Atlanta, and there's beer in Texarkana, and we'll bring it back no matter what it takes. Eastbound and down, loaded up and trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go, and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound, just watch your bandit run.